This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Can I ask you what you're going to do next week when the bus Um, is on strike? I don't know. I'm going to try to make it school. Yeah. Do you know how? In some way. I don't know. I came out from White Rock, so I mean, um, if I paid for a ride share, it'd probably be really expensive. So I don't think it's gonna, don't think it's gonna work out for me next week. I'm lucky in that like some of my friends live on campus, they can offer me spots. But our parkade next to the pharmacy building is already full, so like people are gonna have to get here like an hour earlier than before their classes to find parking. I don't know what those students are going to do. Those are just some of the students up at UBC already wondering and thinking, and of course they are, they have to plan ahead about what they're going to do next week with the full bus and C-bus system shut down Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. This is day 21 of the transit strike, and we're getting an indication of just how deep it's going to be felt next week. And as I mentioned earlier, it looks like Premier John Horgan has been talking about this and a number of other issues in immediate availability. The first question that he got, though, had to do with this transit strike situation. He is calling on both sides in the transit dispute to get back to the bargaining table this weekend. I'm confident that the best way to go forward is at the bargaining table. And until such time as the parties have an understanding of how close they can get, mediation uh, may not be the, the right answer. I'm, I want the parties back at the table. Uh, I understand the importance of transit to the travelling public. The, the employer does, uh, the workers do. I think everybody wants a resolution and they've got the opportunity over the weekend to get that done. And uh, in the house today, Andrew Wilkinson, I heard him heckling at one point saying like, oh, what, you guys don't want to do anything bad to your buddies. Yeah. Um, he, he just said to me in the hallway, suggested maybe this government is, is very close to the union movement. And you're taking orders from the unions. How, do, how would you respond to that? Uh, well, it's difficult to respond uh, to questions from the leader of the opposition. I, again, I, I take no lessons from BC Liberals who whose finest hour when it comes to labor relations was ripping up collective agreements uh, and to uh, oversee a four-month strike uh, in the transit in the Lower Mainland. So I appreciate Mr. Wilkinson and the, the challenge of being a leader of the opposition. It's not easy work, but uh, he's got nothing to offer on this question, quite frankly, and I'm hopeful that the parties, the people that really matter in this instance, the employer and the, the drivers and the union, are going to get this done, and that's my fervent hope, and I'm going to encourage them uh, throughout the weekend to get it done. Yes, we would all like to see them get it done this weekend, but the problem is, will they actually do that? Because here's the thing. Coast Mountain Bus Company just sent out a statement about half an hour ago, and they are once again calling on Unifor to agree to join them in mediation. But they said they're waiting to hear back from the union on that. Now, this job action does not affect SkyTrain, Canada Line, West Coast Express, or any kind of contracted shuttle services. It also will not affect West Vancouver Blue Bus System. That is a different company. But as you can imagine, it does mean that SkyTrain and all these other systems are going to be very, very busy. Metro Vancouver Transit Police say they are going to be increasing staff to deal with any crowding that they see there. We've also been trying to help out by pointing out any other ways of dealing with the situation, what the plans are going to be at different institutions. Right now, we're going to check in with Sean Chaudhry, who's one of the people that is running a Facebook group for people who are students up at SFU in order to help out with carpooling. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Hi there. What kind of response have you been getting on Facebook? Well, initially we had created this group about on uh, October 28th, I believe, when uh, CNBC sent out their 72-hour notice. We didn't know what the strike would look like. It was quite active at that moment. 
And then it has had really died down until yesterday when they announced that it's going to be a full shutdown of the of the of the whole system, yeah. system from Wednesday to Friday. And a lot of people have been asking for rides and more drivers have been offering rides. And that's about it. Okay, so you are getting a lot of activity. So people are yes. kind of connecting on that group? Yes, a lot of people are. I have seen today and yesterday a lot more. It's a lot more active. More people are connecting. Yeah. Has there been any help from Simon Fraser on this either, Sean? Because, I mean, obviously the campus is a little difficult to get to. Yeah, um, Simon Fraser has uh, made has closed off a road uh, section for parking and that's a, that's about their extent of the help for this group and I, they've they've put sent out emails saying that nothing will be canceled classes will stay the same and right. that exams will continue so okay are you worried what, though for you, for how you're going to get up there um me personally i am worried about uh, a there's gonna be a lot I, I know there's gonna be a lot more traffic going up there and b finding parking even though they've created additional spots for us to park about twenty five thousand students take the bus and that that a lot of that traffic is going to be converted into cars so that is going to be a stress all right so you are exams yeah. and classes yeah you are worried about that yeah all right sean listen good luck with the facebook group okay Thank you. Thank you. That is Sean Chowdhury. He's one of the people running a Facebook group for Simon Fraser University students interested in carpooling to try to get up to campus there. bit challenging. You know the campus is up at the main one anyways, up at top of Burnaby Mountain. Uh, so bus is pretty essential for a lot of people to get up there. Uh, we'll hear more about how they're planning to deal with it. Right now, though, let's also check in with Selena McLaughlin, who's the Director of Marketing and Communications for Moto, which is another car share company that operates here in Metro Vancouver. Selena, thanks for being here. Glad to be there. Are you seeing any kind of uptick in people signing up because of this transit strike? No, um, we haven't seen any uptake um, due to the strike. Uh, we, w- we wouldn't actually expect to see so because our service, unlike some of the other car shares uh, in Vancouver, is designed to be round trip. So you're picking up the car and returning it to the same location. Right. Because of that, it's not really designed to be a commuter solution. Right, I see. So you're not that concerned then, I guess, about people using this more, perhaps, or getting more usage out of your vehicles leading up to the strike? I mean, we're we're not so worried because we don't expect to see a lot of people using the service to support commuting, um, given that we expect most of the service disruption um, to be affecting commuters. What we what we may see is more usage of our of our vehicles again being round trip for non commuter trips so you know shopping and and uh, you know getting out of town. In right. that case, our members are well served with the vehicles that we do have. Um, it is possible that somebody may want to book a moto and pack in you know five or six people into a minivan, take it to work and share the cost. So it's um, it's possible we'll see that. Um, we haven't yet. All right, so you're just keeping an eye on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Selena, thank you. You're welcome. That is Selena McLaughlin, Director of Marketing and Communications for Moto. We're checking in now with Matthew Ramsey, who's the Director of University Affairs at UBC's Media Relations Department. Matthew, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Simi. What are you communicating to students at this point about next week? 
what we're doing is we're making sure our community is kept up to date on the most recent uh, information about the transit uh, dispute through ubc.ca um, and through media such as yourself. So appreciate the opportunity to be on today. Um, what we're telling our students is that uh, classes will remain in session. The university will stay open and they really need to think about services like carpooling, cycling um, and other other modes of transport to to get to campus at this point. Are you concerned at all, though, about parking? Because I know that, you know, parking is limited up at UBC. A lot more people may drive. Yeah, obviously that is a concern, I think, not just for UBC, but for uh, organizations and institutions across the Metro Vancouver area. We have a number of uh, covered parking lots, but we don't have the big surface lots that some folks might remember from years past at UBC. So we do have a parking system that allows people to buy permits before they get to the university. We're encouraging folks to use that system, buy their permits early, and leave early if they're driving to get to campus to ensure they have a spot. That being said, we can't guarantee there will be enough room for everyone. So we've also set up a system, and there's a map on ubc.ca for folks who are interested, uh, pick up and drop off points. Um, where folks can drive onto campus, drop off their their students, fac- faculty or staff, and then uh, and then leave. Yeah, right. Good point, though. This is also about faculty and staff, isn't it? It's not just about students. Yeah, well, UBC has about 80,000 people on campus every day, uh, including students, faculty and staff, hospital employees and employees of dozens of other businesses on and around campus. And what we see is that about 80,000 folks coming up here and leaving here take transit. So it's it's a big concern for everybody in this community. So those pick up and drop off points, are they on campus? Are they near campus? They're on campus. Right. Okay. So what have you been hearing from concerned students about this? Yes, yes, we have. We have, um, uh, it's safe to say, a a large number of students who are concerned about this. And we're really encouraging them at this point to check with their instructors if they have questions about what happens if they're late for class or miss class. Check with academic advisors on on the options available to them. Uh, And we're also asking staff to talk to supervisors about telecommuting or other options that are available to them. I think if you go to ubc.ca, you'll find a really detailed FAQ that we're updating on a daily basis where a lot of those questions are answered. Right. Matthew, does UBC even have room for 10,000 more cars on a daily basis? No. That's going to be tough next week, isn't it? It's going to be a challenge, but uh, we're hopeful that um, folks will pre-prepare and uh, take the steps they need to to find alternative modes uh, of getting here. Um, Obviously, we don't have parking infrastructure that will fit everybody. I do know that discussions are underway to try and figure out if we can find additional room, and we'll be posting those uh, those details to ubc.ca as soon as we have them. Okay, so then also we should point out here once again, ubc.ca, what kind of information can people find there? Is there ways to connect with people? for carpooling and things as well? Yeah, we have posted some information about carpooling as well as links to a couple of uh, local carpool uh, service providers for folks there. People will find the map of pick-up and drop-off points there. Students will find information about what to do if they're concerned about potentially being late or missing classes. Faculty will find links to ways that they can offer remote learning for their students. Staff can find information about what they should do if they're concerned. I mean, it's worth pointing out here, Simi, that we have 
12,000 students who actually live on campus. Um, And those folks require services to be in operation 24-7. We also have a number of research uh, projects that require 24-7 staffing, as well as the operations of the university itself. We can't just close down. Um, Canceling classes, I'm sure you're going to ask about that. That's not really an option either. The academic calendar is really complex. Some of the programs that we offer here, for example, if you miss four days of classes, you can lose professional accreditation. So we're really trying to make sure that we can keep the normal operations running, understanding, of course, that it's going to be a big challenge for people uh, as they try and figure out a way of getting here. Now, Matthew, my last question here is a little bit self-serving, okay? Go ahead. I know that next week is also convocation ceremonies up at UBC because... My daughter's in one on the, oh, thir- on the Thursday, but where the heck are all these parents and guests supposed to park? You've got three or four days of convocation ceremonies going on next week. Yes, we do. And as, as normal, we do set aside the Rose Garden Parkade for convocation uh, visitors. Staff and faculty are not permitted to p- park in that parkade uh, during those events, and that's our plan for next week. So hopefully, hopefully everything goes smoothly. Hopefully, but I'll be up there, so I guess I'll see firsthand. Uh, Matthew, thank you for that. A pleasure. Thanks. Appreciate that. That's Matthew Ramsey, Director of University Affairs at UBC's Media Relations Department, ubc.ca. If you need help finding carpooling or suggestions on what to do, 80,000 people bus it up to UBC every day. That's a huge number that will not have that option available to them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week. Uh, Now, we also figured a lot of people would be thinking about car sharing, right? They'd be like, oh, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up for Car2Go. I'm going to sign up for Evo, whatever the case may be. There's not enough cars for all the people who are going to do that either. We thought we would check in right now with Dave Worf, who is Evo's Senior Manager of Customer Operations. Dave, thanks for being here. Hi, Simi. Thanks for having me on. Has your company seen an increase in people signing up? We did uh, when the uh, transit situation was first announced uh, at the uh, end of October. We did see a slight lift um, in people inquiring about and signing up for memberships. And we started to see that level off, but we do anticipate that um, as the uh, transit situation escalated uh, as of yesterday, we will start to see more people signing up. Okay, so what has Evo done to prepare for that? Well, we've definitely been watching closely, and we've uh, got a a large team working on this right now. So one of the things that we want to make sure is that vehicles are in places where people can find them. So we've beefed up our relocation plans and have been uh, sending extra staff as well to be ready uh, for next Wednesday, Thursday, and and Friday to make sure that vehicles aren't all ending up in one place, that they're uh, in strategic places around uh, SkyTrain stations so that people can find them and get around. Right. Okay. So you are making that effort to make sure there will be cars around SkyTrain stations. Definitely. Okay. What else can people count on Evo for then next week? Well, one of the things to remember is Evo offers free metered parking in the city of Vancouver. And what that does is give um, quite a bit of options for people when they're uh, looking to find a vehicle or, or end a trip close to transit. So that's really important uh, thing to know. Uh, you know, the other thing that we're looking at is we're possible um, extra home zones. So we're exploring ideas about areas that we don't serve right now that may need that help. Okay, so you are prepared in the next week, though, for more people to sign up for your service. We are, definitely. All right, Dave, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. That is Dave Worf, Evo's Senior Manager of Customer Operations. Of course, they are the car-sharing company. And you can bet a lot of people are going to think, well, I'll just sign up for this. But 
many other people may have that idea as well. Now, this is all in anticipation of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week, where the complete bus and C-bus shutdown are going to happen. But there still will need to be a lot of people who carpool and find other methods of transportation. So if you're coming up with something creative or if you're finding different ways to deal with this, listen, let me know so we can put the word out there, okay? Simi at cknw.com.